0: For AZPM, I'm Tim Swindle, professor emeritus of planetary science at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Joining me today is John Reese, a professor of psychology at the University of Arizona, who is studying what is known as the Hispanic health paradox. Welcome, John. Thank you, Tim. Thank
1: you so much for having me. John, what is the Hispanic health paradox? Well, that's a that's a really good question. The the Hispanic uh, health paradox refers to. This interesting epidemiological phenomena where we find that Hispanics and Latinos broadly tend to live longer than the average person in the U.S., including non-Hispanic whites. And it's paradoxical because, well, their risk factor profile would suggest one degree of outcome, uh, but they're far surpassing that. Uh, And this has been shown in uh, a broad variety of data in terms of uh, specific diseases, risk for those diseases, survival a broad range of outcomes, including right here in Arizona.
0: What are some of the risk factors that you might expect to give a different outcome?
1: Sure. Uh, Hispanics, like a lot of underrepresented populations, have a a variety of of risk factors um, to a greater degree than the majority non-Hispanic white population. And these are things like generally sort of lower education attainment, lower rates of being insured, lower access to uh, health care, and not only access to health care, but lower quality health care uh, accessed. They tend to work in jobs with higher degrees of exposure, uh, and they tend to uh, just generally live in neighborhoods that are less resourced than other places. How was this first discovered? At Epidemiologists began to notice these trends in the early 80s that in what they called the Southwest borderland regions, parts of uh, Arizona, California, New Mexico, Texas, that these odd survival rates were were appearing. Hispanics and Latinos appeared to be living longer than the non-Hispanic white populations. This began a series of investigations about whether that in fact was real or whether it was some artifact of migration or other processes. Uh, Over time, they began to sort of suggest that, uh, no, in fact, these results did look real. And they could point to certain populations that, that could not migrate. For example, Cuban populations or folks in Puerto Rico where those statistics are still counted in the U.S. John, could you tell us a little bit about the ideas your group is working on? So a big question is... we've sort of moved on from the question of, is this real, to why is this happening? Uh, What seems to be driving this? And there are a variety of hypotheses about what could be potentially causing this. Everything from differences in health behavior to the idea that perhaps the risk factors that we were using to predict may not have been the right risk factors for that particular population. Increasingly, though, we also think about the importance of social connections, Just recently, the Surgeon General called uh, uh, on the U.S. to begin to work on these ideas of social connection as a path to better health for everyone. Latinos just may be a particularly uh, salient cultural example of that. Hispanics tend to have cultural values that really focus on collectivism, the importance of group, the importance of building warm relationships. And any of us knows that when we get sick, having others around us to take us to the doctor or to bring us our medication or simply just to give us a hug and say, I hope you feel better soon, can be really, really important.
0: Are there other places where you can apply this other than the Hispanic health paradox?
1: Sure, we think that uh, Hispanic health paradox is maybe just a example of the importance of social relationships on physical health. Now the question becomes, well, how can we use that, the lessons from that uh, set of studies to improve the health of all people uh, in the US and outside of it? How can we work uh, with other partners in healthcare to not just help people to live longer lives, but live optimal lives, live their best self uh, mentally and physically? How
0: might one go about doing that?
1: Well, it, we can all sort of think about where are we comfortably socially? What are our relationships? Uh, how can we make those relationships stronger? Stronger not only for personal enjoyment like you know enjoying music or food, but also to make sure that we create a social fabric that helps to protect us when we're vulnerable vulnerable to illness, vulnerable to uh, mental health conditions, and not just for ourselves, but all those around us.
0: Thank you for coming in and talking with us, John.
1: Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it.
0: Our guest today has been John Ruiz, who is studying how social lives affect physical health and how that might explain the Hispanic health paradox. This is Tim Swindle, and you've been listening to Arizona Science. You can also listen to this and other Arizona Science segments by going to the AZPM website at azpm.org.